ladies and gentlemen, this is Ringside Chaos, the greatest professional wrestling podcast in the history of the world, a proud partner of Pipe Bomb Radio New York City, and of course, the wrestling product of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the Bear of Texas, and let's welcome back Brooklyn's finest, ladies and gentlemen, Mark freaking Braverman. And Mark, before we start, as always, this episode is, of course, dedicated to the memory of your late younger brother, Mr. Jeffrey Braverman. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Mark, you are to assume full command of this episode. Hi, sir. And thank you for remembering my brother, as always. And before we get this show started, well, we're going to tell you what it's all about. Don't worry. But I'm going to tell you this. This was the brainchild of my beautiful wife, Tracy. My wife was watching videos about this man, Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And yes, I have the DVD. And my wife was wondering why her w, why his WCW career went, went awful. And I was just, and all of a sudden the, the light bulb went off and I went, ah! And I started, and then I called Alex and I said, I have a great idea. And Alex said, let's roll with it. And the idea is, what if WCW had the Hart the heart Foundation Versus the NWO, and before anybody goes, goes says, wait a second, that's not possible. You must remember, not only did Bret Hart sign with WCW, the British Bulldog, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart did as well. So this is very, very possible. Alex, let's get it started, shall we? Absolutely, Mr. Braverman, sir. And, you know, honestly, as everybody mentioned, some people would say it's impossible because Owen was not there now. Owen, unfortunately, was stuck with the WWF, but that was because of contractual obligations. Yes. But at the same time, Owen could not compromise that because he had a family to think about, much like, you know, Bret Hart. Now, Mark, first of all, I need to apologize because I may make you feel really old in this episode. Because, But for me, I know, I mean, unfortunately, I have, no, I have very little experience watching WCW back in the day. All my knowledge from watching WCW was on the WWE Network, which, of course, is now Peacock. Sir, okay. But well, as everybody knows, I am a sympathizer of the New World Order. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the Wolfpack. I'm talking about the New World Order Hollywood. The New no. World Order of Wrestling, brother. Well, <laughs> as everybody knows, I am dedicated to the Four Horsemen. And I hate the NWO, both factions. I couldn't stand them. And I just don't like them. I think Nash is a complete scumbag. Oh, boy. They all rest in peace. He was another... He was not... He was not exactly, he was not, he was not that great in the locker room either. And Hogan's just a politician. And Bischoff doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So, why was this, so for those of you who don't know, we have to, we're going to start all the way back in a lonely year called 1997 at the Survivor Series, which is a WWF now e-pay-per-view. At the end of it, as everybody knows, Bret Hart, the ultimate screw job. From Vince McMahon, he did not submit to Shawn Michaels how to turn over the title. The problem was there was a contract dispute between Bret Hart and the WW now, then F, now E. Bret Hart was promised a 20-year contract, which Vince, could not, which Vince could not cover. Bret Hart then got a phone call from Eric Bischoff of WCW offering him a deal. Bret Hart went back to Vince. Vince said, we can't cover it. Bret Hart went over to WCW. And that's where we that's where this all started. The problem was Bret Hart's career in WCW was an absolute 
horror fest. They didn't know what they had with him. For those of you who don't know about Bret Hart, I fully suggest you go on Peacock and watch any one of his matches. You know how great this, you know how great of a legend this man was. He is and always will be the great one of the greatest of all time. He is on my Mount Rushmore, even though his politics aren't that great. The locker room, he's still one of one of my all time favorites. And I'm Alex. I know he's your. I know he's yours as well. Well. It's a, you know, it's through a guilty conscience that some I regret the fact that unfortunately I'm too young to be the kind of guy that I watched Bret Hart growing up. But I've watched his matches, his technician, his in-ring ability, everything. There's a reason why he was known as the execution. The, well, the ex, uh, the excellence of execution, the hitman. It's because of the way he was trained. And being trained by the legendary Stu Hart, who, in my opinion, is the toughest Canadian man that ever lived. Anybody <laughs> oh. that trained in the infamous Hart Dungeon, you came out a very different person than what you did coming in. The list and, you, of- and you mentioned the contract. Now, the screw job. Well, first of all, I got to ask you, Mark. You sure. watched the you watched the Survivor Series live, didn't you? Yes. Yes. I'm at my best friend's house. Yes. What? How did you react? When it happened, and you know the, and you know exactly what I mean by what when it happened. Okay, when Bret Hart did not submit number one, he never did. Me and Matt looked at each other and said, "What the hell was that?" Then I remembered that the contract thing was going on, and that Bret Hart was going to go to WCW. The controversial problem here is that Bret Hart re- utterly refused to drop the belt in Canada, which makes about as much sense as none. His plan was to go to Monday Night Raw, forfeit the title, and tell, tell Vince, I can't work here anymore. You have to remember, history will tell you that in 1995, I believe, Alondra Blaze, known as Medusa, did the same thing but took the belt to WCW. The WWE or F title cannot be shown on WCW television. So they had to get the belt off Bret Hart. Bret Hart's other refusal to lose, they had to do something. They did what they had to do. But to answer your question, I was shocked as hell. Yes, they did do what they had to do. And look, we've seen the episode on Dark Side of the Ring about the Montreal Screwjob. Now, yes. now in Vince's case, what, what I've stressed is that when people like to bury Vince for what he did to Brett, look, what he did to Brett is not maybe it maybe not be right. But here's the deal. Brett was, uh, excuse me, Vince was dealing with two massive egos. And I love Brett, but you can't deny the fact that ego was involved. But yes. that, that, I mean, the same goes with Hulk Hogan. I mean, that goes back to this thing what we call backstage politics. Yes. So Vince did what he had to do dealing with two massive egos. But you know what? You know, like, like I said, we don't know what it's, we'll never know what it's like to be in Vince's position because it's brutal. But you mentioned Brett goes to WCW. And what's the first thing they did with him? They had Brett be a special guest enforcer in that match between Hollywood Hogan and Sting. Yep, and we were going to get to that. Yeah, and that's no okay. And now again, I I shouldn't criticize management and wrestling because again, I don't know what it's like. But still, you're going to have him. Okay, and and people say it's referee. It's not referee. It was special guest enforcer. No, he wasn't. But still, that's but that's just as lame, honestly. I feel like it's just as lame. He was actually booked in, uh, to be the referee in a different match on that pay-per-view. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. Which match was that? Larry Sabisco match. Okay. 
Fabian, why do you clarify that? Lars Visco match, I forgot, I, I forgot, I believe the opponent was Eric Bischoff. Hmm. And later on in the match, later on, and I'm glad you brought this up because we're going to get to this, later on in the night, you had the Hogan Sting thing, and it was set up to be that crooked referee, Nick Patrick, was supposed to do a fast three count. Bret Hart comes in. Pulverizes Nick Patrick, Bell turns over to Sting, and that's where we could have had the whole thing with the Hart Foundation versus the NWO. But the problem was that if you watch the tape, there was no fast count. It was a clean win for Hogan. Bret Hart did the right thing, restarted the match, Sting wins the title. And this is where we could get to the whole thing that we're talking about now. Bret Hart's one-side Hart Foundation versus the NWO. Because they could have gone to Raw the next night and had Bishop on the microphone screaming, there was no fast count. It was all a fix by WCW. And here comes up Bret Hart saying, guess what, pal, I'm the referee. We don't reverse this in professional wrestling. You and your little boyfriend over here have to deal with it. And that's where Hogan could have punched out Bret Hart. Here comes NWO. And here comes... Uh, N- Anvil and Bulldog to save the day. Bingo. One side Hart Foundation, the other side the NWO. And the money that we could have made with this, that WCW could have made, would have been enormous. Because imagine the greatest champion in the 1980s has got to be Hulk Hogan. It's got to be Hogan, right? Obviously. And until we got this guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the greatest champion in the, in the 1990s has got to be Bret the Hitman Hart because of his work ethic and what have you. So now we have the two best champions in the world on opposite teams leading their respective groups. Can you imagine what this if it was done right? Imagine what would have happened if this would have been in WCW. Imagine the money. It probably would have saved the company at least for a few more at least for a few more years. Let me let me actually add that at least for a few more years because here's the deal: you can you can win battles with Vince McMahon, but you cannot win wars. No, you can't win the war, obviously. <laughs> but would W? But the garbage that we got after Kevin Nash defeated Goldberg, which was pure garbage, the poker doom we got. Backstage Even politics more. again, my friend. I understand that. But imagine Bret Hart with Bulldog and Anvil, and you could have added more players. Remember, you mentioned the Dungeon of Doom. The, I'm sorry, the um, the dungeon in uh, in Calgary, right? The Hart Dungeon, yeah. Right. Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, both trained in the Hart Dungeon, and at the time were members of WCW. You could have slammed them right into the war on the Hart Foundation team against the NWO, and the matches we could have had would have been phenomenal because Benoit could wrestle with anybody, and we know about Chris Jericho's talent because he's still wrestling today. So imagine you would have had wrestlers against some of the other, and the NWO may have been garbage, but you had Scott Steiner on that team. We could have had Steiner against Bulldog. We could have had Jericho against anybody else you wanted. You could have had Benoit against Hogan, which Hogan would never do because he was afraid of Benoit anyway. You could have had the amount of the array of talent against each other would have been ridiculous. 
And for some reason, Bischoff didn't see this. I don't know if it was ever mentioned to him, but where the hell was he on this? Why are, why are we thinking about it 25 years later? Why did Bischoff's light bulb go off is what I'm wondering. Well, as Bret Hart said on that episode of Dark Side of Ring, he described Eric Bischoff as, quote, an imbecile who did not know how to run wrestling, unquote. Yes. I might not have quoted it exactly the way it was, but if you've seen the episode, that's how Bret Hart described Bischoff. Bischoff? And and let me ask you this. Would it have been good if Sting had joined forces with the foundation? Not be part of the foundation itself, but join forces? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you would have avoided Sting being in, being, being in the red and black, which made no sense. Because he fought the NWO for three years. Luger would have probably joined the Hart Foundation. You would have had him in the NWO, which made no sense. You could have avoided the entire NWO split. Because the split, we turned, we, like I said, was still because the Pokatoon came into play eventually. You could have avoided Bret Hart's turn in the NWO, which I'm sure you realized and everybody did, was horrible and made no sense. You could have avoided so many so many horrible things in WCW if this would have gone right. You would have avoided so many disasters. And not to mention, we could have had the final at War Games. Imagine War Games with this instead of the horrible War Games that we got in 99. Imagine Bret Hart in the cage fighting Hogan. Benoit in the cage. Bischoff. Well, not Bischoff. Bulldog, Benoit, Jericho, all those guys we mentioned on one, on one side. Remember, there'll be four guys against four guys in the NWO. Piper would have worked with, would work with the foundation against them because Piper hates Hogan. You would have mm-hmm. avoided the disaster of Halloween Havoc in 99. Warrior Hogan Part 2, which we will not... Oh, boy. Okay. If this was done right, the array of talent in this storyline would have been phenomenal. WWF could have touched this. Because they already broke up DX. You You had Austin versus McMahon, which was fine. But it was getting a little... But at 99, it was getting a little stale anyway. So you had all this fun stuff going on. WCW had the talent. They just didn't have the, the management. Now I ask you, sir, if you ran WCW and you saw Bret Hart, Bulldog, Anvil, would you have said, all right, we're going to do the foundation here? Definitely. You would have had to change the name, though, because of, because of copyrights. But you could have said, okay, we'll call it Stu's Found. We'll call it Stu's team. We'll call it Bret's team or anything you want. But it still would have been because they wore their Hart Foundation jackets to the ring eventually until WWF told them to knock it off. Because WWE owns the name Hart Foundation, not Bret Hart. So to avoid copyright infringement, we would have to change names. But imagine if we imagine Dusty Rhodes would have seen this in a minute if he was still running oh, yeah. the company. Maybe not Nick Bockwinkle. He never would have seen this because he was another moron. But where the hell was Flair? Where the hell was JBJ Dillon with this? Where the hell was the creative team saying, wait a minute, what are we, what are we, what are we doing wrong? The NWO was, went way too long 
with no opponent. They would have had a bigger one if they would have done the foundation, if they were the one we're talking about right now. Now, you mentioned possible names for the foundation. I probably would have just maybe called them the new, probably the new foundation. Like, imagine you have the new world order versus the new foundation. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And that would have been great. Have the T-shirts, you know, with the new foundation, like they did with the, like they did with the ridiculous one warrior nation, which was just terrible. You could have had all that, and you could have installed their T-shirts on it, and people would have bought, would have bought, would have bought them up like crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine if this would have teamed up with Bret Hart? So many names. I mean, imagine if Ric Flair, you know, Ric Flair and Sting joining forces with the foundation. But then again, you got to mention some of the other big names would probably turn heel and then side with the NWO. Like, imagine it. Okay, imagine if DDP had turned, would, would turn heel and then join the NWO in that case. He almost did what? He, he almost did, as a matter of fact. He almost yeah. joined the red and black. But can you imagine if Goldberg got involved in this? That was my next thing. Okay, because, again, if you have some of the guys join the Sound of the Foundation, some of the other guys have to join. You know, because if we, if we want a full-scale war mark, You've got to have more guys on, on, on the sides. So imagine if Gold, I mean, Goldberg did turn heel in WCW, which, yes. from what I'm told, was one of the dumbest things they've ever, they've yeah. ever did. I mean, again, I, 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 I'm too young to remember. See, I mean, your reaction right there just says it all, but I, you, have, you have Goldberg okay, joining yeah. the New World Order. Goldberg never would have gone heel back in 90 because he, he was too big anyway. But you could have turned some of the other names. It wouldn't have been a problem. Booker T could have gone heel no one. It would have been nobody. He was heel anyway for years. So you would have the Harlem Heat on Team NWO. Because remember, Steve, we already turned. Now he gets his brother to turn. What about? Well, I well no. What Steve Ring was already in WWF. You would have had some of the other guys who have gone. Eddie Guerrero may have joined the NWO, and never left for WCW. Never left for WWE. Raven, Saturn, all heels. It could, the whole storyline would have been incredibly huge if they would have done this right. Unfortunately, Bischoff was so in love with Hogan and Hall and Nash and anybody over the age of 35 who said, these guys don't, these are the only guys bringing us money. Well, then what? I'll just line Bret Hart for you, genius, if you're not going to use them. I'll never forget in that episode of Dark Side of the Ring how the late Scott Hall said that Bret Hart failed to get over in WCW. He did because he had poor because he had very poor booking. And Eric Bischoff took actually admitted that and, and took responsibility for it. You gotta give That's we'll right. give Bischoff credit for that. He took responsibility for it. We have to as much as I hate to get yes we have, we have to give Eric Bischoff or or Bischoff as I call him. I'll finish the word. But I've never liked Bischoff anyway. I read his book. It was a pack of lies, number one. The controversy creates cash book. Yeah, I read it. I read it, and it was it was just a it was it was a bunch it was a bunch of lies. That's first okay. of all. Second of all, they booked Bret Hart poorly because they threw him in the middle. Bret Hart's first interview in WCW was Mean Gene, the late great Mean Gene Oakland. May he rest in pieces. Welcome to WCW. And the first thing that Bert Hart said was, I'm going to take down the NWO brick by brick by brick, and I'm going to start with Hogan. And instead of doing that, what did they do? They make him join the NWO five months later. So 
You brought this man in to bring you money, to make you matches, to take down the NWO, and what do you do? You put it, you put him in a in a Hollywood Hogan shirt. You turn him heel. The storyline was awful. And you're gonna have you're gonna have the greatest champion of the nineties, minus this guy, kiss Hogan's kiss Hogan's backside. He should have just punched Hogan in the mouth. It would have been terrific. That's what I would have done. Considering that they actually had some legitimate heat from WrestleMania Nine when yes. Hogan, yeah, when Hogan, well, I think at King of the Ring when Hogan dropped the belt to Yokozuna, I believe at first that the plan was it was that Hogan was going to drop the belt, was going to drop the belt, was the, the belt was supposed to go back to Hart, but I guess Hogan decided, no, I think Yokozuna should be champion, which. I have no problem with Yokozuna, but some would say it, it might not have been the time. Yeah, Yokozuna was a, was a definitely a good champion, but what the best? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Okay, to clear everything up that Alex said, we're going to give you a little bit of backstory line. Everybody knows about WrestleMania 9, the whole thing with Hogan getting the belt off, off, Yok- off Yokozuna because he beat Bret Hart. The original plan was Bret Hart does drop the belt to Yokozuna. Bret had no problem with that. Hogan was supposed to drop the belt to Bret Hart. But Hogan said Bret Hart was not ready to be WWE champion and is not in my league. I'll drop it to Yokozuna. Now, if you can tell by my face, this is all confusing me because the entire year of 1993, pretty much, Bret Hart was the heavyweight champion. And he was a damn good champion. He was one of the best. He won the King of the Ring. Won the title back, had a great run in 1993, and yes, was ready. And yes, whether Hogan liked it or not, was ready to run the company. But oh, Hogan yeah. was still on that the champion has to be 300 pounds of power and six foot something. This guy, this guy's not 300 pounds. He never got past 285. But still a much better champion, Hogan. He could wrestle better than Hogan, talk better than Hogan. He could have a match with a broomstick and make it look good, but not in Hogan's eyes. And it was Hogan's last run in WWE, so yes, say goodbye. But you're right. Brett, they did have a lot of heat, so to put them on the same team, when I saw that in WCW, I almost threw up because I could not believe that they put Bret Hart with Hogan, a man he legitimately hates. You could add Bret Hart versus Savage all day long, one side NWO, one side Hart Foundation. You could have sold that for a year. It would have been the great. It would have been an amazing feud. Think about it. Two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Because Savage had those phenomenal matches with DDP. Now you put him in a program with Bret Hart. The money would have would have would have been incredible. You could add Chris Benoit on the Hard Foundation versus pick a wrestler from the from the NWO days. The money would have been phenomenal if we did this right. But as you said, Bischoff is an idiot. Look at what he did on Monday Night Raw. So, in my personal, I believe that this storyline would have been magic, and I can't wait to see whatever. In the comment, in the comments that we're going to get on YouTube and on Facebook and on all of our other, all of our other, uh, out, all of our, all, all of our other places that we have this show, 
what people are going to say about this. I can't wait because I know wrestling fans are going to go nuts with this one. What do you think? I mean, that's why we got to share it and share it and share it. Um, you know, the, the, what was the thing that came to mind? You know, for so long, you know, people wondered why I held a grudge against Bischoff for so long. And I think it was because everybody knows the day I officially became a wrestling fan. And that was the day. That was January 4th, 1999. And we know what happened that night, don't we, Mark? Yes, we do. Go ahead. Tell the world. And it's not... Okay, yeah, it's Man- Mick Foley as Mankind winning the championship. I mean, that's yep. that, but what did WC- What did Bischoff and WCW do on their broadcast? The infamous Poke of Doom. Well, no, 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 well, not that, but they actually leaked that result. Tony yes. Giovanni, under the orders of Eric Bischoff, said, you yep. know, we understand that Man- uh, that Mick Foley, who wrestled here as Cactus Jack, is going to win their title, and then he goes like, huh. That'll put some butts in the seat. And guess and I what? I do feel else? bad for Shiovani because it, it, I remember if it was under Bischoff's orders, if he didn't yep. do it, he would have been fired. But because remember that next week on Raw after Mick Foley won the title, there were signs that said Mick Foley put my butt in the seat. <laughs> Although they, they didn't say butt, they went to, yeah they went yeah on the explicit the, the explicit play. Yeah. They Mick Foley put butts in the seat, so Foley that's why did. for so long I held a grudge against Eric Bischoff. Oh, Bischoff. The Mankind character is reminds me a lot of my younger self because, again, the Mankind character is perceived as the weird kid in school that nobody liked, everybody, everybody thought was weird. That was pretty much me. Yeah, me too. But so also, that, that's why the Mankind character touched my heart on so many levels. Well, we're getting a little bit off topic here, but we can talk yeah. about this in a few seconds. We're getting a little bit off topic here. Let's talk about this in a few seconds. In the early days of Nitro, for those of you who don't know, they used Raw was taped until 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 around 1998 or nine. Nitro was always live television, so Bischoff got the information and used to give away their results. You don't have to flip the channel. When Bischoff did that, he killed his own country because they're taking the belt off Heel Rock. Cool, let's watch that, and they had a great match. As everybody knows, Stone Cold came out and put the belt, put did the whole thing. He put the belt on on Mankind, which was which was wonderful. The problem was this: WCW was already going downhill. It was. They already did the stupid thing with Goldberg putting Goldberg putting the belt on Nash, which didn't work anyway. The Poker Doom came a couple. The Poker Doom happened eight days later. Right. Eight eight days after, I think. Well, what, what was the uh, pay per view that he wanted? Was it a? Yeah. Yeah, it was the 98 Starcade, right? Right. And eight days later came the Poker Doom, and that's when WCW died. But if you would have gone with the storyline we're talking about, you could have avoided this. Starcade 98 would have been avoided without question. Nash's creative control never would have happened because Nash doesn't have the main event. Goldberg would have had somebody else. You could have had Bret Hart having the belt against Bret Hart against somebody else. Sting, Luger or not, maybe Luger would have jumped over, but definitely not Sting to the NWO, no way, no how. And that, and that's also in my mind would kill WCW because at this time, Nash already recruited Sting and, and Luger to Team Red. So there was nobody fighting the NWO. With this storyline we're talking about with Bischoff, with Bret Hart against the NWO, Sting never joins. Now you have somebody to fight the NWO because you had the WCW war for so many years 
but their players kept jumping over the NWO. Who's left? Nobody. So why am I watching this garbage? When I can flip over to WWE, to WWE, and I have The Rock and Hogan, and I have The Rock and uh, Austin fighting each other. Excuse me. So why would I watch WCW if there's no if there's nothing going on? And we already knew Jericho was going to jump. You could avoid Jericho's jump if you have the storyline. All the garbage we had after 1999, you could have avoided in one simple move. You have the heart found. You have the heart foundation. Versus the NWO. You could have had it for at least a year or more. And it would have worked. It would have been gold. It would have been gold. And check this out. Imagine during the years long war. Several members of the foundation. Betray the foundation. And defect the NWO. Imagine members of the NWO. Defect, I mean imagine that. Imagine there's people that switch sides throughout the war. Yeah. But it would have been done right. If Yeah. Exactly. It had to, be, it had to have been done right. Right, but see, that's what WCW always made their mistakes. You split the Steiner brothers, which was fine, but no one from the NWO ever went back to WCW. It was always W, except for the Giant on, on a couple of occasions. And when Conan got thrown out of the NWO, he started the Filthy Animals, which didn't work anyway because they didn't even feud the NWO. They never had anybody who, except for maybe Ted DiBiase, say, I'm sticking Hogan's tyranny, I'm going back the other way. That rarely, if never, happened. It was always, I'm taking off my WCW calls, I'll put on the red and black, and that's it. If you remember when Sting defected from the NWO, Sting just disappeared for, for a couple of months and then came back to fight for WCW. But with this story that we're talking about, that doesn't happen. Sting doesn't put on the red and black, which killed his career, which killed WCW anyway. Now we have somebody, the biggest, the biggest, arguably the biggest star in WCW, fighting the NWO, which is what we want. Does Flair walk away from Bischoff? Well, that we don't know. Does the Horseman return? We don't know. But it would have been a lot better than what we got. Because the new Horseman, as much as I love this, the new Horseman, we're good, but not great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were good, but they weren't great. But you could add so much better stuff with this with this storyline. And we're talking about building it because you have to talk about building a better company. You know, Conan, who actually, you know, Conan, who gives the best, you know, one of the best wrestling stories, you know. It's, it's, it's been said many times, one of the biggest problems with WCW of what it led to its collapse is Bischoff made the mistake of letting the inmates run the asylum. Yep. He let the, when, he put the, when the wrestlers are in the, are in the booking committee, they use their influence and everything as leverage, and they basically book themselves. Like, they basically hog all the main event spotlight, whatever. That's one of the many reasons why it collapsed. And I've seen the finger poke of doom, and at first, like, you just poke him on the chest, he falls down, you pin him, and that basically reunites the NWO. I'm like, you see, your reaction right there says it all. I mean, so I'm like, he just pokes him like that, pins him, and then, wow. It was the big, it was supposed to be a joke as a ruse, because if you remember, we did it with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, 
But that was when DX were bit, was a baby organization, and no one gave a damn what DX was doing at the time. Nobody, because yeah. Triple H wasn't a big star yet, and Michaels was Michaels was high as a kite anyway. So, and this is when Raw was fought in a very in very small arenas. So, nobody really cared about DX yet because they weren't making any money yet. Yeah. The NWO was was a recognizable organization for almost three years already. When you did that, gun head, boom. It doesn't work if it's an established organization. You could have had that should have been the death of the NWO right there. That could have been the end of the NWO, and it would have been fine. And WCW would have been in business, even with like even without the Hart Foundation storyline. But they didn't do it. Nor did they do the Hart Foundation thing that we're talking about. So that's why they died. But if you would have done the storyline work we've been discussing on program, Art, Anvil, Bulldog, Benoit, Jericho, one team, NWR, the other team, money. The matches we could have had. Imagine Benoit fighting Hogan for the WCW heavyweight title. Imagine Bulldog wrestling somebody from the NWO for the United States heavyweight title. Mr. Perfect. Imagine Bulldog and Mr. Perfect. Would have been perfect. Would have been absolutely perfect. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Pun, well, no pun intended. But yes, it would have been great. Or Anvil versus somebody just to say, I'm going to beat you up because I don't like you. Big Papa Pump. Anvil and, and Big Papa Pump. Jericho. That's when we split the Sign Brothers again. Jericho. Against Pick, pick a Wrestler. Hmm. Because he could have wrestled anybody. Disciple. Not him. He sucked. How mm-hmm. about Conan? Which would have been classics. How about pick pick how oh, I, okay, Stevie Wright. No, 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 Chris Jericho and Buff Bagwell. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about Bagwell. Thank you. Yes. yes oh. Well, I actually had to think. <laughs> so, we all had to think, but he's going yeah. back 25 years. Buff Bagwell. Would have been a beautiful opponent. And right. Bagwell run up the card more than he did. How about how about Bret Hart versus Bagwell? Imagine what a matchup that would have been. And Bagwell, for anybody says anything, Bagwell can wrestle. Didn't like the guy, but he can wrestle. We go believe me, go back to his early days in WCW for the NWL. Had some had some terrific matches. Imagine the tag team spots we could have had. Imagine, think about this for one second. He would have Benoit teaming up with Jericho. Okay? Versus Stevie Ray and Buff Bagwell. Tag, perfect tag match. The Outsiders against, against the Hart Foundation. How would you like to have watched Kevin Nash and Scott Hall versus, An- versus Anvil and Bret Hart? Imagine the money that would have made. You're like Anvil throwing Bulldog. And Bret Hart and Hogan huh, in a cage. That's several times already. Could you imagine Bret Hart and Hogan would have been the last match of the rivalry? Yeah, and it would have been a bl- And you could have put it at Starcade. Or as we said, we could have had it in the cage at War Games. You could have had any array of talent in this in this feud, and it would have worked. Even if it lasted over a year. Because it probably would have taken about two years to get it all done. But imagine what we could have done. 
And if we would have done this right, instead of people going to WWE, they would have jumped to WCW because of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Not the Rock, you know, Austin, they never, not Rock, Austin, Triple H, they never were going anyway. But the younger guys on the card. Maybe, maybe Billy Gunn jumps over. Maybe the Road Dog jumps over. We can't do Xbox because he got fired anyway, so he's not going anywhere. But imagine the talent. Maybe we have Owen Hart finally jump over when his contract runs out. May he rest in peace. If this storyline would have gone the way that we wanted to and we're talking about, imagine the possibilities. WCW could have put WWE completely out of business if this was done correctly. Probably. And you could have stolen some guys from ECW also that you wanted. Can you imagine Rob Van Dam and WCW facing some of the guys we're talking about if this would have been done right? Because they weren't getting paid. I'm thinking if it, was, if it was done right, WCW would still be alive right now, and there probably wouldn't even be a WWE. Correct. Or actually, or at least WWE would be property of WCW. Possibly. Or or you or, or the Monday Night War would still be continuing 25 years later with newer players. <laughs> with newer players instead of just having Judy Bagel on a, on a forklift match. <laughs> <laughs> or the... The Mexican hat dance match, whatever the hell we had over there in WCW oh. after 99. But you could have had this, and this would have saved the company without question. That's what would have happened. We would have saved the company if WCW would have done it right with my friend Brett, with our, with our good buddy Bret Hart and Hollywood Scum Hogan. <laughs> Piper would have been, can you imagine Piper in this storyline? How great would he have been in this? In, in this, definitely would have been great. How about the Nature Boy, Ric Flair? Well, yes. Well, talk about Ric Flair. Whose side would he be? Would he be on? He hated Hogan. He'd be on. He'd be. He'd be. He'd be on. He'd be on the Bret Hart team. Or you can have the Four Horsemen come back. And now we have three. Now we have the Triangle Dance. Who's fighting? <laughs> who? You could have the Triangle. You know, you could have the little Triangle Dance. Or if you want to do the split again with the NWO, fine. Bret Hart takes out Team Red. Horsemen take out Team Black and White. Or we do the reverse. Anything is possible. You could add so much come out of this one, this one brainchild of me and my wife that we would have saved the Monday Night Wars and not have what we have today. But it did not happen. No, and that's the sad part. And I can't wait, again, I can't wait to see the comments, the phone calls, you and I are going to get about this particular brainchild that we came up with. And by the way, it took about five minutes to write the whole show. <laughs> well, you, you, you know me, Mark. When you called me and suggested the idea, I didn't think of anything. I just said yes because, you, as you know, you have my respect and you have my trust. Thanks. And since you've, you've helped build the show, you know what? I'd be a complete egomaniacal fool to disrespect <laughs> you in such a way by saying – no, Mark, it's not going to work because you know what? It's it, it's something that's never even been thought of, so let's oh. do it. It's not been done before, so you do it. You just do it. And this was the – and again, this all started off with my wife watching yeah. the video of Bret Hart. <laughs> so we have to give credit to my wife for giving us – for asking me that one question 
became a brainchild. Oh, thank you so much, Mrs. Broverman. My name is Tracy, and thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Real much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. This was a brainchild because I never thought of this until now. I didn't even think about this back in 98 and 99 when Hart was in WCW. I just thought, eh, they'll give him the belt and, you know, beat everybody up. Because Anvil had no storyline in WCW, neither did Bulldog. They were gone. They were gone four to five months, maybe six months later. And Jericho jumped in 99. Benoit jumped in 2000 with the late Randy Guerrero, Saturn, Malenko. All of them would have not jumped if we did this right. What side would Eddie have been on being the fact that he that Eddie was healed? Oh, man. Where would Saturn have gone? Raven. Raven left because he was fed up with WCW and didn't get paid in ECW. He didn't come over, he didn't come over to, WCW until, to WWE until 2000. And feuded with the freaking king. I mean, the storyline worked, obviously, but Raven went Raven feuding Jerry the King Waller. Yeah. No. no. He would have had a much better time if we did this storyline. If okay, so let's put Raven. Let's just pull, let's just pull you. Let's say this storyline is going on, right? Raven's better heel anyway, right? We can agree. Yeah. Slot Raven in the NWO. His opponent. Let's slot in Eddie Guerrero. Raven versus Eddie. Main event anywhere. As we said back in the 90s. Main event anywhere in the country. Can you imagine that kind of a match? Imagine the pop and the reaction. Right. It'd probably be a match that we'd still want to go on, on the on the on Peacock and still want to watch it. Because it's the late great Eddie Guerrero, may he rest in peace. Who could Viva wrestle? Viva Lassa, baby. Who could wrestle a teddy bear and make it look good? And Raven could wrestle a fat guy like me and make me look good. That's how talented he was. So slot them in into the storyline and imagine what we could have gotten with this if we would have done it right. But it didn't happen. No, it didn't. But still, because of egos, right? It was egos. It was Bischoff not thinking. It was a creative team in WCW not thinking. It was I'm listening to Scum to Scum Hogan to listening to Nash, listening to Hall. May Hall rest in peace. Even. Bischoff's ego was so high, he did not see the end of the rainbow. He saw the beginning of the rainbow. Hey, I got Bret Hart. Okay, cool. What am I going to do with him? Uh, wait a minute. I don't know. Imagine if they would have done this. But they didn't do it. No, but the money would have been insane. It would have been so insane. Vince, probably for the first time in his life, would have been jealous. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Oh, absolutely, he would have been. Why am I thinking that? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then I'm sure anybody in creative tries to talk to him, you know, the Mr. McMahon, shut up, shut up. He, Vince You're be, fired. He would be sitting there with, he'd be sitting there with the glass or something, with the, you know, with the big cigar in his mouth, looking at Triple H or whoever that was looking at Jim and go, why don't you think of this, Jim? <laughs> what do you mean WCW is going to have a hard foundation against the NWO? What are we going to do? 
Oh, the impersonation, Mark. Well done. Thank you. Can you have imagined what, like you, like you, could you have imagined the creative control of WWE if WCW pulled this off? Because what was Jim Ross going to do? What was McMahon going to do with this? You had Austin, which was fine versus McMahon, but your reason why that worked is not what's going on WCW, and it was a beautiful storyline. It made Austin a star. I'm still wearing the man's T-shirt to this day. You're a big Austin fan. I don't know anybody who's not. But at the same time, if this would have been done right, Austin's wrestling for WCW today. I'm a, I mean, like I said, it's very – although I did say at the beginning, WCW would have been alive for at least a few more years. But if it had gone so well and things would have gotten better, WCW would probably be around right now. And, I said that myself, absolutely. And, w, and, and WWF would have gone down, would, would have been acquired by WCW for probably pennies on the dollar. Or we, I can't or imagine. AEW probably wouldn't even exist. There wouldn't be no AEW, there would have been no TNA. And we would have had the Monday Night Wars for years and years, sorry, and years and years to come. We may even have it now. Our wrestling heroes, or our wrestling heroes today, would be either wrestling with WCW or WWE on the Monday Night Raw, on the Monday Night, on the Monday Night Wars. We would not have. A, would we have a three-hour Raw still? I don't know. I highly doubt it. Would we have a five-hour pay-per-view? No. Would we have to sit through some of the garbage that we have today? Probably not. Because they would have had another company on their on their backside saying, <laughs> we're doing it a little bit better. If you're a Simpsons fan, you get the you get that joke. Okay, so imagine the possibilities by doing one storyline better than the other. All we got, unfortunately, is the imagination. But you know what? But that's what makes wrestling so much fun. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we have so much fun with the, with, with with all of what with, with and there are probably more what if shows to come with you oh. with with operate childs that we are. Hey, you know what I've said to people: if you have an idea for me, just let me know. I said the let same. I say the exact same thing, and my wife gave us a brilliant idea. And I'm very grateful to Tracy for that. As am I. My wife and my wife is brilliant, so you know there you go. Oh, yeah. You didn't get that college degree for nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially me. But anyway, I think we've covered all the bases. And man, I mean, I I, I got to tell you, we, this is an episode that's very that was very very informative, Mark. And it was also a lot of fun. Yeah. So before I let everybody go, why don't you tell everybody, everybody where they can find you, Mr. Braverman, sir? You can find me on Facebook. I'm Mark Braverman. I'm, I'm on Facebook. If you want to look me up, I'm also now I have a YouTube. I have Alex discovered my YouTube page, which I forgot. <laughs> Which I forgot. I You'll find the best hockey videos on this guy's YouTube channel and on his uh, Facebook. Actually, on Facebook. I don't, if you want that, you can go to Mark Brobman on YouTube or Mark Brobman 9622. I'm also on Instagram on the same number. My TikTok has been closed for now for personal reasons, and I'll continue to say that. It will be re most likely sometime at the end of December. I am on a month-long strike with TikTok for personal reasons. We won't get into that, obviously, but I do want to welcome and thank our new listeners and viewers for coming on to Wrestling Chaos. 
And we can always use more, so please share us out. Thank and you Alex, very much. And Alex, where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Bearman of Texas. No TX. Well, just TX. No need to spell it out. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? You all know that Ringside Chaos is on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on YouTube. It's anywhere you get your podcast. So what I need you, what I need you to do is this. Listen up and listen good. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell because I need to be sure... We need to be sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content because, ladies and gentlemen, this is a fact. This is the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe. Start listening. You're going to love what you listen. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a guarantee. Yes, sir. And that's the bottom line because we say so. (laughs) Damn right. 